Benvenuti and welcome to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. This is episode 61, 61. My name is Kimberly Holcomb and my partner in crime and my co-host Tommaso is going to say a quick hello here. I'm back. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Buongiorno. Buongiorno. As I mentioned last week, Tommaso had a little health hiccup, as I called it, and he's on the mend. However, it really kicked his culo, and I'm sure you can figure out what that word means in Italian. <laughs> so he has set me up here, and I will record this myself, and we're both hoping he'll be back for next week's episode when we return to the charm of Umbria, the little quiet cousin of Tuscany, as I call it. See, si, certo. Okay. Allora, let's chat about this crazy summer season of 2022 in Italy. I was actually very fortunate to have planned a lot of trips for people starting in April, and I still have clients going in September and no, actually all the way through December. But the months of June, July, and August were jam-packed with tourists from around the globe. And all of my clients loved their trips. They truly did, but some of them suffered through the new normal of climate change with a very long heat wave that started in July and is not quite broken yet. It was actually 90 degrees today in Como and Tuscany. Dio mio. However, all my clients took it in stride because they love Italy. First of all, they hired me to plan their trip, so they invested in that. They were looking forward to it. But I forewarned all of them that were going in June, July, and August prior to their leaving that Italy was very crowded and indeed it was very, very hot. So luckily they were prepared and therefore they didn't complain. One client was with his wife and three children who are in their teens and 20s and they were traveling the top half of Italy for three weeks via train on top of it. And he texted me at one point and said, quote, the heat is ridiculous, but we're having such a great time. We're ignoring the sweat or something along those lines. Italy and most of Europe does not have the same infrastructure capacity that we in America have here in order to have reliable air conditioning during an extended heat wave. So if you're planning on traveling there next summer or any future summer, please keep that in mind. The higher end hotels probably have the best option for air conditioning, but a lot of the Airbnbs do not. And this is a travel tip. For those of you booking Airbnbs and you're going in the summer and you want air conditioning, if possible, read the fine print on the Airbnb descriptions. I actually heard from a few friends this summer that have college-age students and they traveled with friends and stayed solely in Airbnbs. And, well, let me put it this way. One friend said her, her son just called it quits and left early. It was that hot. Italy was also at capacity in terms of tourists. Restaurants couldn't even keep up because they're experiencing, unfortunately, the same situation we have in America, lack of staff. Some had to close earlier at night or not even open every day as they normally do during the high season. And believe it or not, a lot of restaurants, in order to make a reservation, you have to go online, fill out a form, add your credit card, and then agree to the fact that you will be charged a certain amount of euro per person if you don't show up. 
And some restaurants were literally up to 100 euro per person charge if you didn't show up. They had to implement this because too many people made reservations and never appeared. But that's what they all had to do to keep up with this crazy summer. However, here's the good news. All my Italian friends that work in the hospitality industry, first of all, they're looking forward to the cooler weather, which surely will arrive any day. And even though they're exhausted from the onslaught of tourists this summer, they're so grateful for the business. Every single one of them says that to me. I'm so grateful. And most importantly, they're all looking forward to the fall season. I have to say that their COVID lockdown of 2020 and most of 2021 almost crushed the country. Italy thrives on tourism and people keep going back year after year because of all that Italy offers. And most importantly, the friendship of the Italians. And this is my favorite part. Every single one of my clients from this summer commented on how nice, how patient, and how welcoming they all were. And I think that just says everything about Italy. So for those of you who can travel in the fall or even in the winter months, you'll find it less crowded with very, very grateful Italians who are ready to share their beautiful country. As I mentioned last week, I'm taking a small group, six people, to Italy for 10 days, the end of this October. We finally decided on an itinerary, and that entails starting in Rome, staying for a few days there, heading down to Capri, over to the island of Ischia, then a few days in the Amalfi Coast so we can hike the Path of the Gods and also have the absolute best private tour of Pompeii, thanks to a friend of mine who grew up there. And then the road trip aspect comes into play where we'll drive way up into the mountains for a few nights and stay in some medieval villages, which are most definitely off the tourist radar and eventually make our way back to Rome. That group departs on November 1st. However, I could stay and take a second group. So this is a shout out to those of you who have inquired about my small group trips. All the questions like, so when's your next one? Well, you can make the next one happen. I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again in case any of you are listening to our podcast for the first time. I love to escort a small group of friends or family anywhere in Italy, but you come to me with the group. I don't advertise dates for a specific tour because I prefer a group of people that know each other and share the common love of Italy and travel, which normally ensures that everyone will get along and have a fantastic time. So if you'd like to hear the opinion of a few women who went with us last year, we had them into the studio a couple weeks ago. They're friends who live on the same island, but I asked them to give us their honest opinion about what they thought of their trip last fall with Tommaso and myself. And 500 euros each helped. It's a bribe. Oh, I see. I thought he was not paying attention. He's still here and still has a sense of humor. I get it. Allora, have a listen to our friends Livia and Chiara. All right, as I mentioned, we have two of our friends from Kitten Club number two in the studio with us today. So I'll address them by the Italian names we, I gave them on our trip. So hello, Chiara and Livia. Welcome to our podcast studio. Happy to be here. Thank you. You're so excited welcome. to be back with Kimberly and Tommaso. Tommaso. Excellent. Tommaso, We're Tommaso. happy to have you here, too. 
big difference is we're in podcast studio in Jamestown, Rhode Island instead of Rome. But I feel like whatever. Rock star studios. <laughs> yes. And sadly, it is middle of the day and all of us have work to do later. So we're not drinking Aperol Spritz, which is disappointing. As I mentioned, we asked them to come here today because we want to discuss their experience on our small group trip. So I'm just going to ask a few questions, answer as you'd like, okay? So, for example, had either of you ever been on a small group trip prior to the one you took with us, either to Italy or anywhere? No. Yes, yes. I mean, in like high school, I did those awful bus tours, <laughs> things that, you know, my parents would just want to send me away on, but gotcha. yeah, like seeing Put- Rome and like, all you want to do is just drink some ouzo and go <laughs> <Uso> to <laughs> ferry to Greece. <laughs> Learned that lesson. <laughs> okay, good to know. So you just had a nothing bad worse bus than trip. those bus trips. Okay, nothing worse than a giant group tour. Good to know. And, and you had never done never one. done any because we don't like group tours. Excellent. So, so I this had was an correct, experience, right? And yeah. I had never done one myself either. And actually, when I thought about taking the first group, which was in 2017, it was a group of friends. I was hesitant to even throw it out there. I was like, why am I doing this? I don't like group trips. But we had the absolute best time ever. And then I had this newfound love of traveling with people that you enjoy. Discovering. And sharing everything that you were experiencing with someone else other than, because I have traveled a lot by myself in the past for years and years. And then Tommaso and I traveled together all the time. But all of a sudden, it was really fun to share it with other people. I thought so. I think that's and the you're biggest good thing. You're at it. You're yeah, talented. Exactly. You love sharing that stuff it, with right? people. It's like having a good teacher. You know, who wants to learn calculus? But if you have a great teacher, <laughs> you're like that's actually interesting. The area under the curve. I never yes. knew I wanted to learn so much Roman history until Tommaso started talking about right? it. Right? <laughs> or be in as many churches, which I'm still back. I'm, I'm not big on, but I am that's a fan okay. Of those. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chiara. All right. So let me ask you what particular aspect about the trip did you appreciate the most the part involving me doing it like what did you appreciate the most no that you planned you first told us where we should go because i'd never thought of going to southern italy and then just doing the whole planning within a budget i think we all kind of agreed what we wanted to spend mm-hmm. um and then like i didn't have to do anything right <laughs> i liked that all i had to do was pay and show up <laughs> that was it <laughs> My time is very valuable. You know, I have a lot of dresses to make. So I I, I don't have time to research all these places and what cities. I need an expert to show me and escort me. I didn't have to think about a thing. And and I I want to say one thing. Every time I turn around because Kimberly was driving, it was Kiara in the back of the back of the litter box. (laughs) Just zonked out. (laughs) I'm a professional napper. You were a professional napper. I will add that Kiara has three children. So that is a handful. So not having to do anything for this trip, just as you said, show up and go. Perfect. All I had to do was enjoy it. It was when my when I got married, my father didn't, you know, wasn't 
interested at all. And I remember he was reading the paper and my mom said, aren't you know, aren't you going to pay attention? And he said, I'm paying. Why do I have to pay attention? <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like, I know I'm going to Italy. I don't have to plan it. Kimberly's doing that. I'm paying Kimberly. And she, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out when I get there. She's got this great, fantastic trip planned for us. I know we're going to go to great places. She knows what I'm interested in. She knows things that I might not be interested in. You introduced me to new things that I hadn't thought about before and places I hadn't been and seen and restaurants and your expertise and knowledge having lived there. Perfecto. Thank you. It's perfect. Well, I'm patting myself <laughs> yeah, on the back your, right now, pat, but pat, pat, here, let me pat you on the back right now. <laughs> well, that's, that is a very good summary. All right. Let me throw this out there. Were you happy that there were just six of us? Yes. Yes. That okay. was the you, perfect number. It's why no one has a lot of children. You have to be able to fit in one car. the litter box (laughs) all right for those of you that don't know that are listening to this i had rented a mercedes as they pronounce it a mercedes van and i showed up and it was a fiat that had those bad air fresheners so we nicknamed it the litter box that escorted the kitten club everywhere no but it was it was the right size and it was nice that you know we'd met kate i think before um, and then my sister came and who hadn't met anybody before. Exactly. And none of us knew her. We just but all kind of got along and, you know, it was like from the start, really right. easy. It was. We all mm-hmm. had some connection, but then getting there. And I never felt like I had to do what you and Ninetta were doing. It was, you know, I could go off on my own. I could right. go off with Kimberly. I could go off with my mother. I could do my own thing. It wasn't suffocating at all feeling like oh right wasn't God, your typical we all have to trip. go to this right <laughs> gotta go to another God awful other chapel because another you know, chapel thank you thank you another i actually church. love them but <gasps> thank you that I, is a that is um what i was pointing out earlier in that these group trips you of mine there's no set itinerary every day i list everything that there is to do you choose what you want to do or do something completely different No one has to stick together. And that's the other reason why just having breakfast and dinners together are perfect. Because during the day, you can not even eat lunch if you don't want to. Or go to just grab a panino, something like that. So it makes, I think it makes the day nicer that it's not planned. So structured. Exactly. But I think in the end, we did like have every meal together. We did. Well, we always wanted to be true. It's true. True. And try each other's dishes, right? I, I always wanted to hear where you and your sister ate. Yeah. I was like, where did you, did you find a great cafe? Did you find a great little, where did you go? And what were you, what streets were you on? But I liked the idea of regrouping at night and being mm-hmm. able to check in with you, Kimberly and Tommaso and just say, okay, is that going to be too much to do, you know, see this, that, and that all in one day in Rome? Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, um, I don't think you can walk the entire city and go to the Vatican <laughs> and go to, you know, some museum. So it was good having always, I knew I could talk to you and you would advise me like you're biting off too much and you can, you know. Right. Also recapping our, our day exactly. dinner was really fun. Fine. We were not all together all the time. That and I think that also comes down to the accommodations I chose for this trip. They allowed oh, us. They were great. Right. They yeah, allowed they us so to great. have a common area. Like, for example, this place in Rome, we just rented every single room. It's just the floor through of an old palazzo. And uh, friends of Livia's came down from Milano. So they got the last room. 
And we had the whole place. Right. And it was just so nice to relax in there and bring out some wine and little chips and whatever else we wanted and just do exactly that recap. Where'd you guys go? Where'd you go? Where are we going for dinner? That's a surprise. Our own private apartment. And and what I love most too was I never would have thought when I was, if I had researched, where would I like to go and stay? And I mean, I don't want, I don't have time to do that. I I like that you chose, but (laughs) I loved that you chose because one of my things when I travel is I like to be able to walk everywhere and explore everywhere. I don't want to have to get in a car every time I want to go somewhere. And you chose that fantastic little neighborhood where there were no cars. It was, how could you be in Rome and there's no traffic, no cars, and you could walk out your door and get gelato and... Mm. Everything you needed is in that neighborhood. Correct. And we could walk to Spanish Steps at midnight. Exactly. Yes. Good thing there were two gelaterias on one (laughs) little street. Yes. One block away for you know who. I also have to throw one thing out in in here because I had never been on a group trip before, particularly with five women. I've been on a lot of trip with many men sailing trips. But one of the things I think that settled everyone in very quickly, because everyone, you know, no matter where you go in life, you're there for the first time with the people you may never have traveled with, is we were there in the off season, particularly. And you got off and all of a sudden there was no massive tourists that you were struggling to go through and everything. And we landed in in Brindisi and went to Monopoly and it was also chill. It just it just got really easy, real fast. There was no, we're not going to fight with all this massive people. Oh, I see what you mean. And right. I think that's one of the things that really is wonderful about off-season travel. There's nothing not wonderful about off-season travel. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we chose the places we did that were small, low-key, the way to start your trip. Local, family. Exactly. Operated. Oh. So I, that was going to be one of my next questions. Were you all happy with the places and the accommodations. Oh, they were great. Oh my gosh, they were so great. I loved, I I love wandering by myself. So I loved being all the places you chose. Mm -hmm. I could wander at my leisure and explore the streets and go in the morning, go at night, go whenever I wanted to. It was so easy to get around. It, in each place. Yes. In each place. And, Ooh, never, yeah. and you could get lost, but it didn't matter. You could always find your way back on those little right. winding streets. Right. Except when we got lost going from Monopoly to <laughs> Matera. In, in a car. That was in a car. <laughs> that was great. Well, Kate was sleeping, so she doesn't even know about that. <laughs> I had already seen all those olive trees. <laughs> There were about 3 million more you could have seen. (laughs) And I will say that we really were very fortunate in Matera because I had arranged that we were staying in a stone cave dwelling that I had stayed in before. But in the interim, I had uh, received some new clients and they booked several of these stone cave dwellings, the largest ones for a long time over Christmas. So when Kitten Club 2 arrived there, Upgrade. That surprise of the upgrade, <laughs> I was like, that was incredible. I know it's COVID, magical. but I'm going to call. That was going to hug her. I hugged that girl so fast. I'm like, thank you. And then when we walked in, I wish I had planned ahead and had my phone um, camera on video to capture your expressions. It that was place, my breath away. Right. Magical. And, That's the only word you can think of is magical. Yeah. So we were very fortunate there. And those do those things can happen with me was, if I have a lot of 
repeat business to right. Sure, they're going to places like that. You have, right. mm-hmm. you have your whole network of people mm-hmm. and your local network I, in every little and city. Check this out. I have sent at least twenty people to the restaurant in Rome. I'm not going to give the name away, but our favorite restaurant in Rome where we went so many times. Oh, yeah. I've sent so many people there this summer. I bet you we could show up tomorrow and eat there for a month for free. <laughs> probably, probably. Let's go. I know, right? Let's go. It's almost November again. All right. So what else? Let me just ask you this. If you had to summarize one thing, one aspect, what was your, the the best part about this group trip? Was it just like you said earlier, you didn't have to plan a thing and everything worked out well and the way you wanted to? Or was it that, I don't know, all the stars aligned, we all got along? I think we all got along, but also that if there was ever an issue, we knew that you would be able to take care of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. I can't stress There was no enough. worry about no like when stress just, whatsoever. You know, that we had the potential plane strike. Right. right. When you and told we us the plane Matera, strike went on. Right. We were like, the plane right, strike. Well. I thought, who cares? I'm right. sitting in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Kim will take care of it. But I don't even know what we would have done, especially being in, in Matera. Right. Because they didn't really speak English. And, you know, you're on the internet well, in their office. The funny That's the funniest part about it. I, I didn't sleep that night. I was so worried. There was a, a ground worker strike at all the airports across Italy. And they announced it. And, I, and from my years of living there, when they announce it, then it's, it's legit. And it lasts longer than they say. Of course, in this case, it didn't. But I got so worried the night before oh, how are we going to do this? Because we're supposed to fly back from Brindisi to Rome. So instead, I figured out a plan to take a train, et cetera. And so when I went into the stone cave dwelling Uficho, the office, which is another stone cave dwelling, um, I was like, is there any way you could help me out with this? And they said, well, we have a big staff meeting this morning, but here you go. So I sat down at the manager's desk I'm typing away, trying to buy these train tickets. And then a couple came in that had been staying on the other side of our stone cave dwelling and they wanted to check out. And I was like, you'll have to wait. I'm busy. (laughs) They just (laughs) thought I worked there. That's how fantastic those, those women were that worked in, in Matata. They let me just do whatever I needed to do. Yeah. That, that staff was amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So good to know that you felt, you felt completely um, confident that if anything went awry, you would take care of it. Excellent. Right. And and every trip when I've ever gone abroad, I always worry about timetables and am I reading it right? And sometimes it's in the military time. And am I going to miss something? All the time it's in and, the military I time. Mean, France, <laughs> right. But France and Italy, I mean, they always go on strike. The banks right, close. It. Right. You never know. Right. And I never, ever cared or worried or had that thought. I thought, I don't care if they close for a week. I'm stuck here. But I also knew that you being fluent could talk our way out of anything or Mm -hmm. fix anything. I I literally never stressed about anything except for where's my next meal. (laughs) (laughs) Or ice cream, gelato. Gelato. (laughs) Lots of gelato. I think this is like the perfect summary. I think um, you guys said it all. So I'm very grateful. I wasn't fishing for compliments, but Man, you gave a lot. So well, you can collect that envelope of cash on the way out. There'll be someone. <laughs> no, but also traveling with you. What I think is interesting is traveling with you guys when you 
when you travel and maybe you have a travel specialist meet you, a destination specialist meet you somewhere, you have them for a certain amount of time and you're you're boxed into that. So whatever the day is, if it's raining or you, there's no room for flexibility. And when we traveled with you, you were our our destination specialist, but on call, had, on 24/7. call 24 seven, we could change our plans. We could rearrange our plans. We could switch our days that we wanted to visit things. And that's unique because a lot of people want a destination specialist and they have to pay for someone when they get there and they plan their own trip. And that's fine if you want to do that and you want to spend all that time. But if you don't want to spend the time and it's worth your money to have someone else do it, you get a bonus because you both do it. And then you're there 24 seven holding our hands and escorting us. Or if you were to send me over there, I'd know I could call or text you and you would have arranged my trip for me and known that, mm -hmm. you know, if something messed up, you'd be like, okay, you don't like that. Go somewhere else. I actually got a very nice um, review from a woman or compliment from a woman who went with her best friend to the Amalfi Coast and then up to the South Tyrol and the Dolomites and over to Venice I, and then back to Tuscany. And she said, even though you weren't there the entire two and a half week trip, we knew you were kind of by our side and we could just send a oh, text. That's nice. Right. So precisely. But this episode here is to just describe how my small group travel does work. And I do that for people, you know, the handholding via text or WhatsApp when they're there on their own. But this, I just wanted to share what the two of you felt about how our trip went. And you summarized it very well. All right. I think we're Worth good. Worth every yeah. penny. Worth yes. every penny beyond what beyond I had expected. Right. And everything, accommodations. I loved everything about it. There was nothing cookie cutter about it. Right. Once. Particularly the, the hot Vespa drivers, yes. We, we got that. We got that. <laughs> well, she knows them, so she can dial them back up again. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> okay, Amici, thank you very All much. Right, ciao, ciao. Grazie mille. Ciao, ciao, tutti. Tutti. Allora. Allora. <laughs> we will return next Tuesday with Tommaso back at the helm of our podcast. Thank you all so very much for listening and sharing the love. And thank you to Sandman1211, whomever you are, because I've seen his name here and there before on social media, and he left us another review on Apple. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, we would love a rating or a review. If you want to let us know what you enjoy the most, we'll do our best to keep it up. Grazie mille tutti e ciao ciao.